Hello, and welcome to Weary Dads. I'm your host, PJ Weary, with my co-host... Father. <laughs> I always say dad. I decided yeah, to... Just mix it up. Mm-hmm. Which both are true. And Father, what is our sponsor for today? Our well, sponsor today is for Number Two Pencils. If it wasn't for new t- Number Two Pencils, we wouldn't have Scantrons. If it wasn't for that, you wouldn't be able to take tests. Unless... You grew up today, and you don't have to mess with all that stuff. Just poking, poking the screen with your finger. Oh, man. So crazy to think about those days. Number two pencils and Scantrons. And the reason I'm making them our sponsors is because we don't have to worry about them getting behind us because they're not useful anymore. (laughs) (laughs) That's what I was thinking today. You know, they have been our sponsor before. Number two pencils? Mm-hmm. You've used, yeah. Ticonderoga last time. You got yeah, really specific. Yeah, but, but yeah, I didn't know that. I don't pay, I don't listen to us. <laughs> Man, I don't know if anybody else listens to us. Do you think Drew's actually really listening to us? No, probably not. Because the truth is, do we do we even make that public? We've stepped up a notch. Oh yeah, that's how, how have we stepped it up a notch? Well, he's not he's not full time. He's just using this as a practice episode. Oh yeah. So but we, this will be one of his practice episodes. You know what? So it's we, great we did, for the subject. Yes, great for the <laughs> subject. Because <laughs> share it with everybody the subject, and we're gonna find out if Drew. Well, without any pressure. Is good enough. (laughs) Go ahead. (laughs) Go ahead. How to add value at your work. Oh, yeah? So we're going to find out if Drew's got any value. (laughs) Okay. So folks out there, uh, this is a serious subject, and Drew is potentially going to be doing uh, some of the podcast editing for us. So it is a family affair. There you go. Uh, He is. He's practicing on these episodes. So yeah. Um, no pressure, Drew. <laughs> yeah. Wait, there's the practice makes perfect practice no, makes yeah, perfect. Yeah, so he better be perfect. Go ahead. It's like I grew up with that saying. Yeah, you did. Um, and I think the I as I've started to run my own business and I've started to have people, uh, we don't have employees, we have subcontractors. Mm. Probably because I'm just too lazy to be no, that. I think you there's know. some wise. Um that's I, I'm not looking to build an empire. I'm just looking to get some work done and uh, live my life. So um, one of the things that I've noticed about why people pick us for jobs and why we pick other people for jobs, um, I think could be, there's a lot of different ways that you can think about it. But one of the ways you can think about it is how do you handle problems? So, and how do you handle work in general? And I think as you know, you listen to this uh, as a man often often as a provider, right? That's very common for, for men. Mm. Um, and you're at your job or you're trying to get a job and you're thinking about how you can handle that. Uh, how can you get that promotion? How can you become more valuable at your work? Uh, I think the bottom level is the person who can't do their work, right? There's the person who you give them something and even when it's simple, you come back and they just like, like, ah, uh, it's just excuses. You know, it could literally be, and it is astonishing, right? Like it could literally be, Hey, can you move this stack of boxes from here over to here? And they're like, 
Oh, I, I like for, I forgot. You know what I mean? I mean, and this is like the level, I mean, it, it's astonishing to me, but there are people one like this and then like literally my seven and four year old are for the most part past this. This is something that we're working on, right? I'm like, I'll like, give you kudos for the seven year old, <laughs> the four year old. We'll move the box. We just yes. don't know where. That's fair. That is entirely fair. So um, you can't do your work. By the um, way, anybody out there that works like this, you have now just been labeled below a seven and <laughs> four year old. I think that's fair. Like yeah. if you can't be trusted to do right. something very simple. Anyways. Um, and then we start getting into, okay, what do we do when problems arise? Because that's where like if you're working, you're going to have problems, right? So the first thing is uh, you give your problems to someone else. But even more than that, I think the first, the next step up is you give people your problems and your panic. Yeah. So let, let me give you an example of this. I was just talking to grandpa uh, Turin about this. When, when I was younger, I was supposed to mow the lawn. Notice I used the term what? Supposed to. Right. Um, and we had a one acre, which seemed enormous back then with a push mower. So we had this little red mower. And we had one section would take me about 20 minutes, another one would take me about 20, another that would have taken me an hour going up and down a hill. And then there was a little, you know, whatever, jaunts. So it was about a two hour, maybe two and a half hour project. And when you're 10, 11, I just wasn't real ecstatic about this moment. And I can't tell you how many times I'd go, and, and it was an old pull mower, but it was hard sometimes. And I would yeah. pull and pull and it wouldn't start. And there were times I was just so grateful it wouldn't start. <laughs> I just said to him the other day, I said, thank you for being so patient with me when I was younger and doing the pull mower and trying to get the engine rolling. And you know that it was probably giving me a hard time, but you knew I wanted it to give me a hard time. And which added what, Tim? Stress, pressure? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's better. Uh, and that's where there's a difference between someone who just doesn't do the work, never lets you know about the problems, and someone who doesn't do who does the work until they find a problem and they send it up but they're panicking right yeah because yeah, if no you question. send it up with a problem i was gonna panic, panic if he was <laughs> yeah, right, 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 right. that panic was different there but what but and this is what like learning to manage your emotions in the midst of a problem because if you send up your problem and panic and we've experienced this in our business you you've, you've, you've created two problems yeah right yeah it's expanded and expounded so the next one's kind of simple and it is it is actually valuable to have these people around they can do the work until a problem arises and they give the problem right without without fuss without you know right. but at least you, you know you're like okay i know what's blocking for you i can solve that for you and you can get back to what you're doing um so that one's kind of like that's where i think a lot of times people can start making real money you know mm -hmm. um the kind of like, anyways, we don't need to get too far into the weeds of that. But like each step of this is how you can easily add value. The next one is you send up problems and you come with a solution to Ooh, the problem. Those are big time people. Makes a huge, huge difference. And that's just something like literally as you're, uh, you're going to face problems in your workplace. Just stopping an extra five minutes before you send that email or before you go and find your supervisor, whatever that job is, and just saying, okay. What are some possible solutions? Not that I have to implement that solution, but just come and do something. I think like, the key you word could do there this. too is what? Solutions. Yes. Right. Because don't come with one and say, this way we got to do it. Right. Because you don't have the authority. Yeah, not yeah, only yeah. not the authority, you are limited. Yeah. Because yeah, yeah. You, there may be a different way than what you see. And the second thing about that is 
if you come with a couple and and make a recommendation and it's the right one, mm-hmm. you've just added confidence in you too. Like, right. not only does he see solutions, he's pretty wise at which one in discerning which one's a good solution. Absolutely. Um, and then the next one, and this one gets a little bit, and this is, you, you touched on this. It's where you just solve things, right? And this right. can be, if you're not good at solving things, this is where experience can come into play. Because you can try, like Soren loves to solve things on his own. Mm. And sometimes that gets Soren's him in trouble. For... <laughs> you know, um, uh, we have had him grab, uh, climb up places he shouldn't be and grab sharp knives he shouldn't have in order to cut things. And we've like, no, no, these knives are for you over here. Starting with butter knives, that kind of thing. Um, and so you can make things worse if you have a bad solution. But the kind of thing where you just take care of little things and that's it, you know, there's a biblical principle here of being faithful in the small things before great things and just solving the little problems first and then showing that you have that capacity so that, I mean, there's nothing better in the world than handing something off to someone and just letting it just slip your mind, knowing that without a shadow of a doubt, that's getting taken care You're of. You're hired. Yes. Um, and then I think the, the next step is where you start to become someone who helps other people. So there's the person who takes care of their own sphere, and then there's the person who respectfully, and you could always do these things wrong, yes, right? But you double check other people's work. You're like, hey, just checking, like, I thought of this problem. Uh, do you need any help with that? Or have you considered this? Like, I, I noticed from our side, this is sticky or whatever. Um, uh, do you need it? Like, have you considered this? And then obviously the next step would be, here's a solution that I have for that thing. You know, um, and it, someone, and you have to word that correctly, right? You can't be like, hey, you, I, I noticed, you know, that you are, you're following up on this and uh, here's how you should solve it. It's like, hey, I noticed that this is behind schedule. I just thought, you know, we could do it this way. Um, and if it, and sometimes people are like, oh no, we got it. And you're just like, that's fine. Right. That's fine. Unless when you do that, what? They, sometimes they'll say, oh, oh we got thank it. You. And then they don't know. They say, oh, we got it. And then they don't got it. Then you go. That, and that, that's where you lose confidence and trust. Yes. And then it's back to maybe this is beyond them. And so right. that's, this is exactly what happens in every workplace. Yeah, right, right. This is, what, this is how people gain trust and confidence. And, right. and, and my goal in this, and, and this has come up a lot where yeah. there's a certain yes. form of selfishness. Explain there, how this goes with manhood mentoring and maturity. Well, I was thinking from the providing side of things, well, but well, yeah. I think it's all three. Yes. Right? I mean, this happens in, in family too, right? Like, I mean, no it, like, what does it mean to be a good husband and father? You're like, well, you don't, you don't do any work towards that. You're just like, I just exist and I'm a father because I did the thing that makes you a father. Um, <laughs> wow. I mean, like, but seriously, some, Daddy. Um, I, what was the Terry Pratchett line? It would be really nice if there was uh uh, a test for parenting that was beyond just the practical. Um, but, uh, just this whole thing of, um, and if you follow like the paths of righteousness up, let me put it that way. If you follow where you are faithful and you are diligent and you do respond correctly, at any step that you misstep, it can fall apart for you. But if you continue in that way, then you will sleep easy at night. And honestly, at the end of the day, as you continue to navigate, sometimes you'll be around people who take advantage of you and you just learn to move away from those people. But the whole point of this is, is that at the end of the day, like 
to have a reputation that people can't like if someone says oh he cheated me people are like mm, no so like this has happened to us um we had some like uh hey we'd love to help you with this um no we got it and then the person falls through and then they blame it on us but now there's like for us with email there's a paper trail like yeah. you're like we offered to help with that and you said no you know what i mean like it's like and so just like if you and this is like one of those classic things like you can either be a really great liar or if you just tell the truth then you don't have to worry it like it keeps things a lot well, simpler get, that's how you you learn too so let me let me you know bring it back to where i think we look at manhood mentoring maturity sure a man is responsible yeah a man has to learn to solve problems yeah a man cannot in the long run pass the buck i mean to make it really really pointed for all you men and leaders out there listening you have got to learn that there are problems that you can't if you walk around a problem you walk over a problem you walk under a problem it's still there you have to walk through the problem you got to go through the problem the second thing in mentoring you are uh, uh, constantly and um, incessantly helping others learn how to navigate problems and leaders yes. do that with others. Yes. Hey, if you're the uh, above somebody in work and use the key term above, right? I don't like that term. Probably as you are collaborating together, you've got to help people foresee problems coming and how to deal with them. That's part. Of and maturity is being willing to go through problems because they're going to be. So let me, let me give it. I would say when I was Dean of Students at Northland, I would say to people sometimes, 80 to 90% of the decisions I had to make, I don't want to say a monkey could do, but for, respectfully, anybody else in our office could do. And, and probably some others could have done the other 10%, but they chose me to do those 10% hard things. And careful, I say this, and that's what I would joke. This is why I get paid. Yeah. Okay. For example, um, should we make a rule about walking across the grass? I, for folks out there, you're listening, going, what are they talking about? And I was like, and I remember saying this, like at one school, you can't walk on the grass. At Northland, just don't smoke the grass. That's how I introduced it. Everybody <laughs> laughed and they got the idea. And, and everybody didn't just walk on the grass because you don't have to make a rule about it. Yeah. Like, but the, the day I got a call, that one of our students had passed away and I had to try to get in touch with his family. Yeah. That was a different scenario. Yeah. And that's a sombering conversation, even as I think of it. I had to figure out the best way to navigate through that with a family, which I'll be honest with you, is probably the top three hardest things I've ever had to do. So there's that responsibility. Yeah. How are you going to navigate yeah. it? Well, and that's, uh, I love that you mentioned the mentoring and maturity because that kind of leads us into the last ones. And this is where people start to, because you've carried through on the other stuff, they start to give you more authority. Right, because you've been responsible. Because you've been responsible. So you're starting to double check other people's work and support them. And then you get to a pot, a pot, you get to a spot. I just started to say part and spot at the same time. This is spart. Um, the idea that... Uh, you help spot and solve other people's work. And that tends to be when you're in a position of authority. But if you follow these other things, you will eventually achieve a, a position of authority. Eventually become clear in a, in a, a company that you're not going to get promoted anymore if they don't recognize your worth and someone else will see it. Because 
the kind of people who solve things on their own get noticed, right? Right. And so if you, when, when you finally do achieve that authority, being willing to spot and solve other people's work, seeing that 5% that people tend to struggle with and helping them with it. And the last one, and this is the mentoring part, yep. is not just spotting and solving other people's work, it's teaching other people all these other steps. Yeah. So, and I think it's very important that, you know, it sounds like, oh, I spotted it. I'm a supervisor. I fix it. Yeah. There's then the balance of maturity of there's death and life and the power of the tongue, how you handle that, the uh, interrelations of a staff, the impact, even how you talk to your own uh, family members as you are trying to lead and guide them. All of this is important. And yes. I remember this being That's said. That's why the next step is that teaching step, yeah, right? right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's better to over-communicate than under-communicate. We'd hear that. And, but if you're an over-communicating dribble, the same things over and over, that can be nauseating too. <laughs> yes. you're, you're looking for ways to raise people. Hey, I'll just, I'll, I'll give this illustration. I just got off the phone with two kids that are playing football in our area. Appreciate these two guys. And they're kind of quiet guys. And there's nothing wrong with that. But I did say, to them, they needed to catch their teammates doing right things. Mm. And when they did, that's is if a guy ran a really good route, say, hey, good route, man. Yeah. You don't have to say, hey, buddy, you're my dog. Good <laughs> route, man. That sounds weird. But if you just go, hey, good route, yes. man. Nice hands. Hey, yeah. way, to, way to make that read. Yes. Those things, even at work, hey, notice you saw the situation. You really read that well. Yeah. I can't remember who it was. I just read this yesterday. Folks, sorry, not a real brain cramp because it was an article, but there was one CEO that in his lifetime wrote over thousands and thousands of emails and notes, handwritten notes to people in his company. And it was a billion dollar company. Right. He just caught people doing good jobs. Yes. So I think that all is the type of leader you're looking for. And that's why they make, I don't want to say the big bucks, but they do. Hmm. Yeah. And I, I think that's great. Like, especially don't be afraid, like make sure that you thank people for extraordinary work, but you know what? Everyone needs to hear thankfulness for ordinary work too. I think that may be even more important. Everybody knows something coming when extraordinary stuff happens, but when ordinary faithful people are doing their job and they catch a few things, or if they don't catch it, and they just, you could tell that they care, yeah. and they're plugging, man, you got to encourage them. Well, and that's where, so with the extraordinary stuff, if you don't thank them, it's noticed for its absence. Right. If it's the ordinary stuff, it's noticed for its presence, because mm. it's not normal. You know what I mean? Right. Like, if, you, if someone does something extraordinary, and you don't say a thing, like as a leader, that's you a really screwed good up. statement. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, Dad, thank you. It's You're been welcome. fun. Hey, as we finish up this podcast, I think it's really, really important you guys understand we're trying to help men be responsible in all areas of life. And one of the things that there's a crying need in this country is for men to work, to work responsibly, work with effort, work with focus, and try to grow themselves because they're literally examples to their own families, to their kids, and to thousands of other kids in this world that are watching how men do things. So take that. Um, mantle and run with it. Love it. All Thanks, right. Dad. Love you, buddy. 